1: Hey guys, just before the episode starts, we thought we'd jump on in here with a little goddamn freaking ad for you all. This is
0: news, baby. We have started a brand new Patreon. Patreon.com slash total reboot. If you sign up to our Patreon for just five dollars a month, you will gain access to our bonus content known as the
1: Total Reboot Riffs, where we're gonna be rebooting films that exist out there in the world, but putting our own little free spin on them. That's right, babies. We're going to be
0: pitching our reboots to movies that already exist, but we're going
1: to make them a little bit better. We're also going to be doing some commentaries yes. that go over original tracks, so you can sync them up, you can sit at home, pop on Reservoir Dogs or some shit like that, mm-hmm. and listen to us talk over it.
0: Right now, you have access to at least one episode, which I think is very, very funny. People have been loving it so far. They've already signed up to the Patreon. Mm-hmm. It is our reboot... Of American Pie Alexi style It's based on my life as a teenager now
1: And it's weirdly hornier and yet more woke at the same time Far
0: more woke than the original And still we're getting some commentaries up there for you And one of them we've been talking about doing We plan to do a Mike Myers horny box set of commentaries
1: That's right Every single Mike Myers movie.
0: <laughs> we just committed to it now. We are gonna
1: do them. No, we'll just do the Austin Powers ones. For now, but yeah. then we shall do every
0: single other Mike Myers movie on their bar Pete's Medial.
1: We have to do Pete's Media. Okay. We gotta do all of them.
0: So join up to patreon.com slash total reboot. Five dollars will get you everything for the hornier level for horny babies at six dollars ninety. Six ninety. Hmm,
1: that sounds familiar to something 6
0: dollars makes me
1: feel hungry for, I don't know, dinner for two or something mm,
0: I could eat for two, that's for sure <laughs> That is going to get you nothing extra It's you. the exact same thing, it's exact but it's just thing. a little bit hornier Yeah, so it's the one to go for, baby. And maybe
1: we'll shout you out on the podcast
0: Maybe we will, we will yeah. shout you out So join <laughs> us over at patreon.com slash total reboot Enjoy the show It's my check, it's my check The podcast Hello, horny babies, and welcome to another episode of Mike Check—the only podcast that once upon a time went through the entire filmography of Mike Myers. Just to check if it was still Shagadelic, baby. We have exhausted that pool for the moment being, <laughs> but now we have moved on to our second adventure for season two. We are now going through the entire filmography of SNL and its notable alumni. My name is Alexi Toliopoulos. With me, as always, is my partner in crime, a
1: hysterical little bitch called Cameron James. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the hysterical little bitch Cameron James, his or herself, and I'm very excited to be here with you, especially for this episode, because... We're moving out of the seventies and into the swinging eighties. Yes, the t- the the season of love is upon us. Yes, nineteen eighty, S- the summer of love. This is <laughs> the famous year that all of the most cool and shagadelic shit ever happened in history. It's the most
0: shagadelic season of love that there have ever been so far.
1: Definitely, this is a particularly the beginning of the horny era of cinema. Oh dare God! I say it. Dare you say it? Dare to dream, bitch? You're sassy as fuck today, by the way I'm
0: feeling it I'm feeling myself today
1: Yeah, you're feeling yourself You're also feeling my upper inner thigh
0: Mm, I'm feeling myself feeling yourself
1: (laughs) Uh, Today we're talking all about Caddyshack
0: Caddyshack, one of the most famous movies of all time Especially when it comes to comedies Comedy nerds love this freaking movie. It has a special place in history, does it not?
1: It has a special place in history as well, I would say.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Is,
1: does that come across cool?
0: I think it's cool. It makes you seem woke. It makes you seem like you are woke.
1: Okay, because I definitely want to project that I am woke.
0: I think it's a wise decision, man yeah. of your ethnicity, age, and gender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the
1: least you can do. I think it's the actually the bare minimum that I can do. And bare it's all that I'm willing to do. <laughs> is
0: to appear woke.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think it's great, man. I'm really proud of you. Your career is taking a good change, I have to say.
1: <laughs> Thank you so your much. Your career will go Are you really making well any changes this. in your career at the moment?
0: Um, No. No, staying the same. Staying the same. I've decided to give myself a year just to figure shit out. Yeah, I
1: think that's why I yeah. give myself a year to figure shit out. I don't have a plan yet. Uh huh. Just figure out where you're at, where I'm at, mentally. what my
0: voice is, what my mind is at. Yeah. Where's my head at? Basement Jacks, is my favorite song. song. <laughs> I'm listening to a lot. It's inspiring. It's inspiring <laughs> me just to check myself before I wreck myself. Yeah.
1: Can I? Um, can I give you one piece of advice? I'm listening. Go easier on yourself. Really? You think I'm too hard on myself? You're way too hard on yourself <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah Really?
0: No one's ever said that to me before People usually say You need to be harsher <laughs> No, no, no You no, give no. yourself too much leeway No, no,
1: no I think you're incredibly hard on yourself You need to actually take a chill <laughs> pill And relax okay. a bit Okay yeah. Alright, okay I'll do that How should I take this pill? Uh Rectally <laughs> Take a chill enema. Take a chill enema. <laughs> a chill suppository,
0: if you will. <laughs> chill suppository. No, I want an enema. I want it to shoot up, <laughs> shoot up, and flush my shit out.
1: Oh, uh, this type of bodily function of humor is exactly the kind of shit that National Lampoons loved. National Lampoons loves to <laughs> loves to lampoon the human body. Yeah, they really do. Is there anything they won't
0: lampoon? Oh my god! Probably. Um, I mean, what have they lampooned? So far, fraternities. Fraternities. And now, country clubs. Country clubs, golf culture. In the future, <laughs> they would lampoon vacays, vacation, Vacation culture.
1: Vacation culture. And Christmas again, vacation culture. Frat culture again with yes. the Van Wilder
0: franchise. Van Wilder. And it was a tad wilder. It was a bit it, wilder. They should either. have
1: called it Tad Wilder because <laughs> it's wilder by a tad than Animal House. Definitely. Definitely. This is our second uh, National Lampoon's movie. So technically, not an SNL movie, but as we have explained, mm-hmm. very much so in the past, this movie and the National Lampoon's brand would not exist ...without Saturday Night Live and vice versa. And it's alums. Definitely it's alums. it's alums.
0: One of its most famous alumni, Cameron, I'm going to posit to you right now... Before Can we... you supposit it to it? I'll supposit it to you. <laughs> before we dive into our little micro-series that we're ju- jumping
1: into now... ...which is all about whom? The star of this film and several more, to be sure... ...Mr. Cornelius Chevy Chase. And what name shall we bestow upon this micro-series? We're going to be called the Chevy
0: Chasers. The Chevy Chasers. So this micro, spelled (laughs) M-I-K-E-R-O, series in Mike check is about Chevy Chase. It's called the Chevy Chasers.
1: We're chasing Chevy's career to see where it went wrong. We're Chevy
0: Chasers. Yeah. But before that, one other notable alumni, the aforementioned Mike Myers. Mm. It's time for our first segment of the show. Oh, hell yeah. Breaking Myers News. Did you just? Sorry, did you say Breckenmeyer News? I did not. Now, a lot of people mishear this. They think when I say breaking Myers News... Okay. They think I'm Breckenmeyer's News. They think it's about Breckenmeyer. I thought
1: Because I swear to God you just said Breckenmeyer. No,
0: I said breaking... I, I seriously put a little fucking emphasis on the G.
1: Okay, well, I've actually only prepared for Breckenmeyer News. Okay, well, let's do that first then. Okay, uh, nothing to report. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's jump into breaking
0: Myers News. So, this is some hot fucking news. Gong Show is coming back mm. momentarily. Yes. First, it may be out this week. Can't wait to not
1: watch it until we have to.
0: Well, this might mean we have to. Okay. It's announced this week who the first celebrity judges are on the Gong Show. Okay. There is a video trailer that I pu- shared on the Mike Check Facebook page. Hit up Mike Check on Facebook to see the exclusive content that I stole from ABC. <laughs> uh, so it's saying Tommy, Ma- Tommy Maitland is the host once again. He's back. Okay. And it was confirmed that that is Mike Myers. Yeah, we
1: did get confirmation that Mike Myers is portraying the real man, mm-hmm. Tommy Maitland, for purposes of this show.
0: For legal purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the first
1: celebrity guest judges, okay,
0: back into the fold. Okay, Will Arnett, perfect. He's
1: great for this show.
0: He's been killing it. He's an EP on the show. And don't
1: you find him sexy?
0: I do find him sexy. He does make me horny. Well, he did a few years ago. Not so much now. Not so much now.
1: When did he make you horny?
0: Probably Arrested Dev.
1: Yeah, probably Arrested
0: Dev. Yeah, yeah. Joe's a
1: very sexual character.
0: Yes, and I love that the show plays with that. Continues to do that. In fact.
1: <laughs> okay. Second
0: guest celebrity judge. Okay. Mike Myers. What the what? Yeah, Mike Myers is the second celebrity guest judge on the premiere episode of The Gong Show. Well,
1: then, but I thought. I a mean, wha- uh-huh, a what a, wha- uh-huh, a, wha- a, wha- a, wha- a A
0: what? B- b- I mean, excuse me? Squeeze me? A baking powder? Baking powder, indeed. So, how are
1: they going to do that?
0: Well, maybe by the trickery of magic, (laughs) not even movie magic. I don't know. Does that throw into question that Tommy Maitland is not, in fact, Mike Myers?
1: Or, now you've just brought up uh, magic to me. Yeah. Which, of course, by word association, led me to say the dark arts, Mm. which then accidentally reminded me that Mike Myers is possessed by some sort of demon cult. Mm. So maybe...
0: Magic Mike.
1: Magic Mike is back involved. Yeah. Blessed be.
0: Blessed be Magic Mike because, like we said, there is a darkness about Mike that he himself is not aware of. A dark
1: impish humour.
0: In his biography titled Canada. It's about him and every other Canadian that ever existed. <laughs> Mainly it's about him. <laughs> there is many moments, Cameron, mm. where people have come up to him that are of the satanic, satanic religion. Oh, yeah. And they say that he has a they have a one, he has a wonderful energy about him.
1: And then they say, blessed be, yeah. and they leave him alone. And when he walks home later, he is surrounded by wolves. Yeah, that is in the book. Yeah.
0: Some wolves chased after Mike Myers. But he they didn't chase him, they just walked alongside him as yeah. if he were one of them. So he's saying that maybe Mike has split into two. He's maybe. split in twine. Maybe One it's... Is, is Tommy Maitland, and one is Mike Myers now.
1: One is good, and one is evil. I guess we'll find out which is which.
0: On the next episode of The Gong Show... <laughs> So does that mean that we have to watch this episode or are we going to save that one to the end?
1: We're going to have to watch it, I think.
0: I think this one calls for an emergency viewing. We will yeah. have to watch that one before. Yeah. Otherwise, what we are planning to do is to save the rest of the Gong Show episodes unless some crazy shit happens. Yeah, and really and marathon watch them. Crazy shit has happened. So mm. that'll be in a future episode of the Mike Check Podcast. The official home of everything fan-based Mike Myers style. But now let's get into the episode at hand. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chevy Chase's episode one, Caddyshack. (laughs) Caddyshack, starring Chevy Chase as Ty Webb. Who is that disgusting man over there? A sportsman who really knows how to score. So what brings you to this uh, nape of the woods, neck of the wave? How come you're here? Rodney Dangerfield as Al Servant, a big shot. My
1: dinghy's bigger than your whole boat! With an even bigger mouth. (laughs) Hey, somebody step on a duck? (laughs) Caddyshack, 1980, directed by known philanderer Harold Ramis. Wow. Okay. The Snobs Against the Slobs. At an exclusive country club, an ambitious young caddy, Danny Noonan, eagerly pursues a caddy Scottish <laughs> a caddy scholarship in hopes of attending college and in turn avoiding a job at the lumberyard. In order to succeed, he must first win the favor of the elitist oh Judge Smales and the McCaddy Golf Tournament. Which smells sponsors. What the fuck is that synopsis? Is that <laughs> that's from Letterboxd? That's from letterbox Oh
0: man, that's um that's a boring movie.
1: Snooze, 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 snooze. Honestly, that
0: synopsis was a fucking snooze. This is how I would do it. Alright, mm. I'm gonna
1: riff my own synopsis. Please right do. Now. Okay. Directed by known philander Harold Nineteen eighty. Directed by man with secret family, <laughs> Harold Ramis Aham, Aham? The snobs versus snobs. Dude, <laughs> sit back, spark up a fat dude, and watch two dudes from SNL plus Rodney Dangerfield and some other people fuck around on a golf course. Uh-huh. Happy Gilmore style. Uh-huh. There's tits, there's a fake shit uh-huh. in a pool, and you better <laughs> believe there's a dancing gopher. Have fun at the freaking golf course, nerds. Ha- and we'll see you
0: at the movies. <laughs> I think that's a wonderful synopsis oh, because it's blue bloods versus blue collars oh, in this that's farcical comedy from the twisted mind of known philanderer Harold Ramis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Harold Ra- let's talk about Harold Ramus first. Did love you- Harold Ramus. Harold Ramus News. Harold, Ra-
0: <laughs> Harold Ramis News. Before we dive into Harold Ramus News, I love Harold Ramis. He's great. Rest yeah, in peace. Rest
1: in peace. Rip Harold Ramis Loved you in Groatbusters Loved you in um, <laughs> Love you in Ghosts. love Ghost. you in
0: Smipes, Love you Smurps, I love you Groundhog man I think that's some <laughs> really good stuff Yeah He's made some really and cool shins <laughs> <laughs> He definitely rules man He rules And hopefully he's knocking up back in heaven I hope he's up knocking there in heaven Knocking up is heaven. one
1: of the movies he's in as well yeah. <laughs> He plays the dad in Knockin' Up That's right He's Seth Grogan's dad yeah. in that movie Isn't he? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, he is Yeah, uh, I hope he's up there in heaven Flandering and having secret kids I hope so So what was this? Oh, was this on Vulture?
0: It was on Vulture There yeah. was an excerpt um, of Harold Ramus's daughter's book mm. One of his daughters, that is <laughs> And it was amazing It was so well written Yeah, it was and great the, the chapters that were published on Vulture You can check it out on Vulture.com The home of Celebrity Goss and News
1: it's actually uh, the first thing that comes up when I turn on my computer because it's my homepage. Is it really?
0: Yeah, I love Vulture. Great, great, great resource. Helps me put together one of my segments on this show, breaking my news every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but his daughter wrote this new memoirs, and it, we read we read these sneak peek chapters that are in Vulture. Fabulously written mm. Really brings you into the thing And it It talks about how Harold Raymond had The secret affair With Amy Heckling Well it wasn't really So secret Apparently his wife Was cool with it But his new mistress Was not cool with
1: yeah, it Yeah I wonder how How much fucking tail Was he getting Because it was kind of a bit vague in that. It was like, yeah, he was cheating on his wife with mm-hmm. Amy Heckling, but also he had a mistress.
0: Who was like his new who partner. Was,
1: um, that he ended up marrying later on. So and he they had, were like, together forever. So if we would put it in Soprano style, uh huh, he has a wife. Carmela. A Goomer. Um, Irina. That Polish chick. Oh, Irina, Irina yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably a side piece.
0: When Annabella Sciorra appears. Yeah, so uh-huh. that's
1: crazy. Yeah. Harold Ramos really laying some pipe.
0: Good on him, but... um. <laughs> He had a secret... He had a child with... With Amy Heckling, Amy Heckling. Great director. Yep. And then they just weren't involved.
1: And they kept it secret from the daughter. They kept it secret from Harold's main daughter who wrote the, the memoirs. Yeah, I'm actually going to buy this memoir. It was, it was secret was so from everybody until much later in uh, all of their lives. And then they sort of got... I guess they became a bit of a family towards the end. But that is... It's crazy. It's mm. crazy stuff. It was very gossipy. I felt... Like I was reading a fricking who weekly. Oh God.
0: But it was who one Lifetimely. Yeah. It just covered one life. I loved it. It was really great. I suggest reading that vulture article and let's move on. <laughs> I also suggest if
1: you are in a committed relationship out there, find yourself a little side piece and have a little secret family. I think it's fun. Just to spice things up. I've got kids. Do you? Out there. Who knows? I saw you dropping a few kids off at the pool earlier, but I didn't realize they were uh, your kids. Well, they were Chiquitos. That was a (laughs) Chiquita that fell into the pool. All right, we're on Chevy Chases today, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. We're talking Uh all about Chevy Chase, the funniest, hottest dude in SNL history.
0: He is a honey. He is a
1: funny cunny. He is a funny cunny. (laughs) Let me ask you, first of all, Lex, what is your relationship like? With Chevy Chase My relationship with Chevy Chase Is
0: difficult to define More so than I would say Any of the other SNL alum That have gone on To find massive success Because I don't I think because he Is quite the prickly guy In real life As we all know It's famous He's a prickly pear Yeah He is not well liked He is a nasty piece of work At points in time Allegedly I'm not saying for sure That is alleged Yeah Um, I'm
1: going to say Confirmed He's scum
0: so he, uh, he, I remember when I was really getting into comedy when I was uh, like a young boy in the nineties, yeah, pre preteen before I turned ten. Ah, pre teenager a pre <laughs> pre as they are called. <laughs> I um I was getting into the <laughs> SNL bad boys and stuff like that. You're talking about my Spade, sp- Spade, Rock, Sandler, Farley. Farley. Sandler. Mike is not in the SNL Bad Boys, but he is adjacent. It was around that time; those video VHS tapes of the best of I was getting into. Hey, you modelled your
1: whole freaking life on the SNL Bad Boys.
0: A hundred percent, I did. I was a little bad boy of my own self. Actually, I was a sweet boy, but you know, I love comedy, so it was funny. And then, uh, (laughs) and then, but because I think he had disenchanted himself from that current crop of SNL yeah. I never associated with him with SNL I never saw him on those things yeah. I only really had heard a little bit a few years later He, I was mainly familiar with him from his movies I didn't really see any of them and knew really? about his failed talk show mm-hmm. his failed talk show after the late night wars were happening he put, put his head in totally really fumbled it mm. not unlike his famous Pratt Falls and he <laughs> He had to go home. Yeah. And then Community. It's probably the main thing I know him from. The TV show, Community by
1: Dan Harmon. So you never uh, grew up watching the vacation movies?
0: Not really. They weren't on my radar.
1: Wow. Okay. See, because Chevy has been uh, in my life forever. I can't remember a time when I wasn't aware of Chevy Chase. Really? I watched the vacation movies a lot growing Uh up. Uh, I've I've been watching Caddyshack since I was like a probably early teen, late, Late Preen? A late Preen. (laughs) Since I was a late Preen? Yeah, a little Preeny. (laughs) (laughs) He's just always been there. And I kind of have gone through the rounds with Chevy Chase where I've been a fan and then I've kind of learnt through the zeitgeist that he's Mm. a bit of a dick and so I've decided to hate him. Uh, And then I've come back around on Community and then I've hated him again after hearing all the terrible stories that he did, the way he treated like, Beautiful childish Gambino and yeah. Dan Harmon on that show, so I don't, I've gone through the ringer with him. Uh, but over the last couple of years, because I've been watching some of these, can early I ask you movies a question? Again. Would yes.
0: you think it's a good nickname, pre Gambino? Yes. Okay, continue. Next album, hopefully <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. what he <laughs>
1: that's what he calls it. <laughs> so
0: continue. All you say. Uh,
1: I think uh, in the last couple of years, I've watched a lot of these early eighties, late seventies mm. things that he's been in, and I got I'm like. Astounded by how funny he is. Mm.
0: I never really th- i i because I, I just didn't know him. I never thought of him as funny, and I was like, oh, okay. But watching this movie today, he made me laugh a lot, mm. and in Community, he made me laugh quite a bit.
1: I think uh, at this point in his career, this Caddyshack sort of like eighties, yeah, seventies era is his persona is that he is hot, uh huh, and tall, yeah, and arrogant, yeah, and I guess the, like, arrogance or confidence is what the comedy is. And Chevy is all of those things. Yeah. And I think, uh,
0: to use a golfing terminology, he plays it to the T. He certainly does, and it's a hole-in-one. <laughs> um, I I loved him in this movie. I, this yeah. is a movie I'd never seen before. We watched it today. And i you can attest. You can testify for me. Mm. Did I laugh testify. during this movie? Did I laugh?
1: Yeah, you, you absolutely yucked it up.
0: I laughed a few times, I would say. Quite I a many times. I
1: about, um, if I had to count them up, probably yeah. nine times.
0: Nine or more. Yeah, maybe I not. I would even ten. say my mark. I would definitely know It's a, it's a pre in the number. It's not in the teens. No, it's a pre. God no. It's but a pre. I had some high quality laughs. Yeah. And I think a lot of that was to do with one man in particular, Mr. Chevy Chase. Chevron Chase or whatever his name is. <laughs> his name's Cornelius. Cornelius. Yeah. Mm, corny. I like that. <laughs> yeah. um, because I. Uh, it was the first time I was really getting a latch onto what the actual comedic persona of this guy was. Yeah. He's a guy that's above it all. He's mm-hmm. kind of above the scene that is something that you said. Yeah. And I like.
1: He's never 100% present as an actor. He's always kind of has a twinkle in his eyes if to say, hey, everyone, I'm in a freaking movie. Isn't but that he, crazy? He
0: also doesn't break that either. Mm. He stays in it. Which is, I think it's, it's kind of hard to describe what he's actually doing, I think. Because like he, he is above it, but he also doesn't break out of it. Which is yeah. something that I really like and appreciate. Because it was something that I think is very difficult to do. But he does it with an air of naturality that mm. I don't think he could do anything else apart from that.
1: Yeah, I can't picture him being... If he was too wacky... Like if he was Bill Murray doing... Because Bill Murray really hams it up in this movie. Yeah. He's doing like a stupid face and voice the whole time. It's
0: the hammiest Bill Murray that there is. It's
1: definitely the hammiest Bill Murray. If if Chevy did that, uh-huh. it wouldn't work. No. But also if Chevy was more grounded, that wouldn't work either. He, he occupies a really odd space. Mm. And I think the space is like funny leading man. He set the tone for funny leading men to come. Yeah, Chris Pratt... Ryan Reynolds, especially Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I think that Ryan Reynolds is really ripping off Chevy Chase in this movie.
0: It is that kind of <clears throat> upper class, blue blooded yeah. uh individual who's handsome, you know John McHale from John of course. Community, obviously. He yeah. plays his son in community.
1: And uh <laughs> maybe <laughs> and not also, in the plot, but John McHale also played Chevy Chase in a a futile, a futile and stupid gesture.
0: About Doug Kenny, rest in pieces. Yeah, rip rip to doug kenny this podcast dedicated to you mate hope you're listening to it up in heaven
1: <laughs> you think you think doug kenny's in heaven i reckon he'd be mucking around down there in hell in hell yeah
0: i hope cracking not. the devil up really he's making the devil laugh one yeah. of the hardest people to laugh to get to get a <laughs> laugh. Out audience, of audience man he's tough the yeah. guy hates the fiddle yeah He's He's good at it. He's very good at it. He does not mince if other people are playing the fiddle.
1: Uh, I reckon hardest audiences ever. Yeah. In order. Okay. Okay. Devil number one. With a freaking bullet. With an exclamation point at the end. The Uh devil hard audience member. Number two, the Apollo in Harlem. In Harlem. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. is a tough audience. They've got a guy there called the Sandman. And if you're doing bad, he comes out and just starts dancing on the stage and everyone... Adam Sandler <laughs> Adam Sandler does it wow. Yeah he's been doing it For like 40 years <laughs> And then
0: I would say The next hardest Simon freaking Cow.
1: Simon Cowell Oh my god He's the closest thing We've got to the devil In real the life The
0: devil here on earth yep. May as well be Simon Cowell Yeah He can make or break He certainly can Oh, If uh, you get that freaking X From him Good forget luck Forget about it Good luck making it
1: Then probably The Royal Commission
0: <laughs> it's hard to kill at the raw. It's Royal really Commission hard to kill there. Because it is a serious tone. That's yeah. already against you. And then these people don't have a sense of humor. No. You can't go, it was a gag.
1: You can't go, oh, those emails I sent were just a joke. It was a bit. It was sarcastic. I was saying, wouldn't this be funny? Here, let me read it out. Yeah, I'll do uh, it in yeah, the yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Is that, now it's funny because sarcasm, obviously now. <laughs> what do you want me to do, right? This was sarcasm in the email. It's breaking it if I do that. Yeah.
1: Gosh, you guys don't get it.
0: Ugh, Man, it is half working in comedy.
1: And the final hardest audience ever yep. is when you're doing your SNL audition. Oh, Lorne. And it's just for mm. Lawn and the producers. Lawn. tough to crack. And famously, they do not laugh. Yeah. Mm, funny. <laughs> mm, yes, funny. I give it one million laughs. I wonder if Chevy ever had to audition for us. Nah,
0: he was on. I reckon he was one of the only ones that didn't even have to do a screen test.
1: Yeah, probably. Hey. Someone just, they just would have been look like, at him and go, yeah. yeah,
0: that works. He's so handsome. We can get this beautiful bitch on here.
1: Who I think it's been a while since there's been like funny, uh, hot guys leading movies. Funny, sexy, cool guys. Funny, sexy, cool. Oh my god, is he funny, sexy, cool? Is he sexy? He is handsome, but is he sexy? Well, he has some sexy scenes in this movie, I think. Well, maybe they're not sexy, but they're romantic. Mm. Like he's he has that topless girl in his bed and he's massaging her yeah. and Doing, drinking tequila shots with her and stuff, and it's it's clearly sexual. Is it mm, sexy?
0: Maybe. What's the sexiest scene is when he and the, the woman are having tequila at the piano, I would yeah. say. is quite sexy.
1: Yeah, but then after that, he's massaging her back and she's topless on the bed. I would say
0: Chevy Chase is
1: officially
0: funny, sexy, cool.
1: Wow. He really is. Yeah, and cool.
0: I mean, the guy looks great in those linen shirts. He does. I would also say funny, sexy, cool. He should have been Deadpool originally. Definitely. You look... you Like you say, he's a Ryan Reynolds archetype. Yeah. I'm putting it out there. Mm. Do you think... That Chevy could have been the original Deadpool Well,
1: as we all know The Deadpool comics started in the 1800s Yeah
0: They were some of the first um, funny papers ever written Yeah Before comedy translated to real life It was comic books It used to be uh, flip books yeah. There'd be
1: flip books of Deadpool
0: It used to be newspapers But stuff Deadpool, like that. those
1: flip books He would like go At the end of the book He'd be like uh, I'm in a freaking book right now How yeah. did I get in this book?
0: How did I even get in this book? <laughs> Can you tell me Are your
1: fingers sore from flipping this flip book? Because this is a flip book, by the way. And then he'd flip you off. Yeah. He's my flip book. Yeah. And then he'd chuck you the bird. Yeah. He'd flip you the freaking bird. And then the next stage for Deadpool was those lanterns with... um... Shadow puppets. Deadpool was a shadow (laughs) puppet, which is the
0: earliest form of film with shadow puppets.
1: And still probably the funniest. I mean, shadow puppets crack me the fuck up when yeah. someone pulls a good rabbit on us on a little <laughs> in front of a projector screen. I mean, my favorite shadow puppet probably from the spy who shagged me. Really? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, it is funny stuff. It is funny stuff. He's getting all that
1: shit pulled out of his anus,
0: all that that dynamite or whatever it is. That's funny. Rope. Yeah, the rope, the dynamite. Uh, A mallet. I like it when Mini-Me looks like he's pregnant inside of Austin Powers in Member. That's a funny shadow puppet. That's one of my favorite shadow puppets. Then probably it is Deadpool after that. Yeah, definitely. He's been around for quite some time.
1: Deadpool was in development from probably... The beginnings of cinema through yep. to a couple of years ago, and at some point it could have been Chevy playing the lead, and uh, dare I say it should have been. It
0: should have been Chevy. Even now, if they got him to play Deadpool's dad, Dadpool oh, or something Deadpool, like that, yeah, they got him to play Dadpool. That would be freaking awesome.
1: I reckon he'd be great at it because he's like, like you said, he's above it all. He's uh-huh. a bit meta. Yeah, he's confident. He's handsome. He'd be crack em wise. Yeah. But do you think
0: Chev could be put into the ugly makeup that Deadpool is famous for? He would refuse. Because Deadpool, he looks kind of like if an avocado <laughs> fucking rooted another avocado. That's
1: so funny. I oh my know, god. it oh is funny. God. He looks like a. T-
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God,
0: he looks like um he looks like if someone had some sort of horrible disease like colon cancer of some kind, yeah. he went into a special facility mm. to have that be eliminated. Okay. But instead they did some sort of weird secret government testing on him. Right. Ru- okay. He got yeah, kind of fired up in a case. Oh, okay. I see and what that you're doing. And his skin.
1: I see what you're doing. And it's making you
0: laugh a lot. Yeah,
1: you're doing... Yeah, you're doing... Um, That's meta. That's yeah. meta what you're doing. Yeah. Well,
0: it's funny stuff. It's That's undeniable. making me laugh so hard. I know. I'm so happy to make my friends laugh.
1: <laughs> I don't think Chevy would ever put on that makeup. No way. He couldn't deal with it. He, he's... He's, that's the thing about Chev is the ego is not part of a character for mm. him. It is real. It's
0: real ego.
1: That's real ego, man. But I like this character in Caddyshack because he is like an egotistical, above it all, slightly aloof, absurd character. But he's also supposed to be Zen. Yeah. His name's Ty Webb and he's like this Zen golf master. And there's something funny to me about a very calm person who's just a master of whatever they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Like the, that scene where he just randomly throws golf balls around the green and then gets, puts them all in yeah. without even trying. And except for one. Except for one. his little reaction with that one doesn't go, doesn't go in. He's like, eee. it's
0: so funny. Yeah,
1: me. I love that. I love just this idea of someone who's just the best at what they do, but they don't care.
0: That's Deadpool to a T. <laughs> that is Deadpool <laughs> The to best a t. at what he does that he doesn't even give a damn.
1: Yeah, that is fucking pool, actually. Oh, that's fucking
0: pool, man. That's so pool. That's so freaking Paul, dude (laughs) And then Who else do we have in this movie? Because it's not just another There's another SNL alum in this film There's
1: actually two more SNL alum If we're going to get technical about it Okay, how technical are we going to get? We're going to get so freaking technical We've got, uh, obviously, the main one We've already mentioned him already Chevron Chase Second main one Who we've also already
0: mentioned And this guy is Paul In fact, the next two are Paul They're part of the gene
1: pool Yeah Which by the way, Gene Paul should be Dad Paul's real name. (laughs) Hello, my name's Gene (laughs) Paul. I'm talking, of course, about Bill Murray. And who's the other William H. Murray. (laughs) William H. Murray and Brian Doyle Murray Yes,
0: Brian doyle and murray is in this movie as well
1: Both are SNL alums And they're both alumni of the Murray family <laughs> <laughs> They are And there are some other uh, Murrays out there There's Joel Murray, who uh-huh. you might know from Madman There's Murray from Father Concord's <laughs> Played by Reese Darby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Uh, quite a few. That's it, yeah. Those are those three, but that's a few. That's enough. It's plenty. Yeah. If, you know, two's a couple, then four's a few, for sure. (laughs) I mean, definitely. Hands down. Definitely. So
0: this is an iconic moment in cinema and comedy. We finally get to see the meeting of the two great actors, Bill Murray and Chevy Chase. (laughs) Do you know the story behind that scene? I do not know the story behind that scene.
1: You know that they hate each other. Famously their nemeside? sworn MSI? enemies. They're sworn enemies. Bill Murray was brought was famously not cast in Saturday Night Live when wow. it first went on the air. And he was furious about this because he was one of the funny fuckers mucking around on national lampoons. The radio show. Yeah, the radio show. The original podcasts. Yeah, and honestly, I'm pouring one out for radio right now. Rest in peace, radio.
0: We Rest killed your radio. Sorry. You're dead, bitch. Sorry, man. Mike check killed your last night yeah. in the coffin.
1: Suck our dicks.
0: Yeah, please do I'd love it It feels really good It feels so It feels so fucking nice actually <laughs> The ending oh my god That When it's happening <laughs> And it's like you get to a nice point And then
1: you're just like This is it you That's go, the end Honestly I When it's happening I'm like this is so good This is so good This could never get any better And then all of a sudden <laughs> I go Hang on a second Hold the phone <laughs> I spoke hold too soon Oh, Yeah Hold this phone And cup the balls <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah that's the kind of shit We do on this show <laughs> So they, uh, <laughs> they they hate, hate each, each other because, yeah, Bill wasn't cast in the show. Then halfway through the second season of SNL, 1976, the Summer of Love, uh-huh. um, Chevy Chase quit to yep. become a movie star because he thought, fuck this, I'm bigger than this I'm fucking bigger. TV shit. And he was right, to yeah. be fair. And they replaced him with Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray then became a huge fan favorite yep. on SNL. Yes. And when Chevy came back to host, Chevy was threatened by Bill's popularity. Wow. And they had a fist fight in the hallowed halls of Studio 8H.
0: Cool versus cool. I'd love to see that. <laughs> That's one of the most famous takedowns ever.
1: Yeah, it was an epic takedown. And an epic fail on behalf of Chevy Chase.
0: Yeah, he did fuck it up. And I think it is... Interesting in this movie, they have one scene together. Tell me a bit about about that.
1: Well, they had no scenes together originally, mm-hmm. and they're not friends. Obviously, they're enemies. Ever they're since sworn enemies. They fa- famous fight they at, at 8H. It. They swore, swore they would never it. be friends. But known philanderer and director Harold ramus uh-huh. said, "You know what? We got two of the greats here. Yeah, we got the pool and the cool. Yeah, we got to get them together in a scene. So the three of them had lunch. They had a few drinks. They made up a little bit. They came up with a premise for a scene. Mm -hmm. And later that night, they shot this scene and they improvised it. And what is the scene? The scene is that Chevy Chase accidentally hits a golf ball into Bill Murray's groundskeeper's shed slash house and goes in to play through. And they end up smoking a fat dube, drinking some beautiful wine and, and riffing. They riff And they riff up a storm You compared it to Another famous scene in Hollywood Why don't you tell me what that was I'd
0: say it is like the meeting Of Robert De Niro Mm. And Al Pacino in Heat An iconic moment in cinema It's like the meeting Of Dwayne The Rock Johnson And Vin Diesel In Fast and the Furious franchise It is like the meeting Of Robert De Niro And Al Pacino In the film Righteous Kill (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the third film they starting together <laughs> it is as iconic as those three moments. Wow,
1: do you reckon uh speaking of Bobby D and uh Pacino? That if you were Francis Ford Coppola mm. and you were making The Godfather Part Two, you scene. would introduce a time travel element. <laughs> yeah. have a
0: scene where they get Just... together, even if it's a dream. <laughs> and he's like, talking to him. He's like, "My son Michael, why don't you go? Why don't you be nice to your wife? You know, be nice to your wife. <laughs> this be this nice to her. It's like Borat. Be nice to my to your wife and my wife, your mother. <laughs> be nice to her." You know, why doesn't he do a scene like that? <laughs> that would be really exciting. He could have broken yeah. the mold and had them together on screen. 1970 th- 1974, baby. Instead he could
1: have of done making it. us wait till the goddamn 90s. Till 1995.
0: That's like 600 years later. <laughs> it's so far away. Well, you luckily. Just make a scene where Michael goes to sleep. Yeah. And it's the end of the movie, last scene, because mm. it just resolves everything. It's like, your wife gonna have abortion. So you'd be nice to her be nice, be,
1: nice. be nice to your wife, Michael My son, Michael oh my God. Oh my God. The worst <laughs> Well, luckily we didn't have to wait till the 90s Before we got Bill and Chevy together Have they ever scene, been together again? I don't think so Hectic The scene is... Freaking electric It's electric It is fire One
0: might say It is lit
1: It is lit And so are those joints I mean this is All about weed
0: Yeah It's all about weed And I love weed I think weed Is
1: one of the funniest things That ever existed Weed makes me laugh so hard. Oh, God. Just having it. I uh, just start giggling. I don't even need to have it. If someone just mentions it, like, <laughs> <I> see, <laughs> me see too. like right now, <laughs> I'm making you laugh. Because you know what's so funny? Yeah. I love it when it's, uh, Okay, a certain time of day.
0: Yeah, what time of day would that be?
1: 20 past four.
0: Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. 40 to five. Oh my gosh, dude, you're too rich. Yeah, and if
1: someone says, hey, look at the time, it's time to spark up one.
0: And you're like, what time is it?
1: And then I check my watch, and I
0: famously wear a watch. You wear a little watch, a little, little. It's a pocket watch. watch. (laughs) You have a pocket watch, you have a fob that you bring out. I open up the fob, I go,
1: 40 to five? Hang on, what's a quicker way of saying that? 420. Oh, my God. They're talking about the code for weed. Oh, God. And it honestly makes me laugh so much. God, you guys are killers. You are killers. And that's what this scene is. This scene, they smoke a big fat J and they just crack each other up.
0: Yeah, and it's worth every penny that it costs to watch on
1: iMovie. <laughs> Which was $4.99.
0: $4.99 worth every penny. You yeah. What you can do for $4.99 or a bit more than that, one cent more, you can subscribe to our Patreon where you'll be able to get bonus <laughs> content.
1: And it is worth every cent It's so funny. We get blaze and then we just make up stuff. Uh, and it's really crazy. I wonder if they uh, I wonder if they actually smoked weed in order to write this movie. Because do you know who wrote this movie?
0: I do know who wrote this movie. You know, Doug Kenny wrote it. Doug Famous Kenny. Famous
1: National Lampoon mastermind. Yeah. Harold Ramis. Known cheater... <laughs> And father of secret children.
0: (laughs) And director, brilliant director. Brilliant director. And
1: great actor. Pretty good actor, yeah. Love
0: him as an actor. He's one of my favourite actors.
1: Yeah, he's fine. He's so fucking great. He's transformative as an actor. (laughs) (laughs) And the third uh, credited screenwriter on this is another member of... The Murray Jean pool. Brian Doyle Murray. B-D-M. Can you imagine those three fellas just getting absolutely ripped to shreds? God, three
0: fellas. That's one of my favourite movies, three fellas. <laughs> three <laughs> got that great poster with Brian <laughs> Doyle Murray, Doug <laughs> Kenny <laughs> Harold and Howard Ramos. Yeah. Just... Up there, mm. and then they got a dead mm. guy underneath the head, underneath the writing. Yeah, Great dead, stuff.
1: Dead guy, by the way, should be the name <laughs> of Deadpool.
0: Deadpool's son. Yeah. <laughs> they got Dadpool.
1: Yeah. A. AKA, AKA Gene pool
0: <laughs> Then they got Deadpool. Yeah. And Dead Guy. His son. His son. He doesn't take his dad's name. That's a lot of the story. Yeah. It's kind of like Kingdom of the Crystal
1: Skull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mutt Williams. I hope you're in the new one. <laughs> I love Mutt. I love Mutt. I am Mutt. Mutt was so good. <laughs> he was so cool, yeah. man. He rode a motorbike and Matt stuff. Mutt was so cool. And in the next Matt. one, think about it, because it'll probably be set in the swing in Oh, 60s. Mutt would, would be a freaking hippie. He'd look like Dennis oh Hopper in Easy Rider. An easy Rider on his bike. Bike, oh long hair, moustache.
0: Can I pitch a scene for this movie? Please. So Mutt is on the, he's on his bike. He's, he pulls up, sees his dad. Yep. And Mutt did this. He had this little character quirk that he had in the movie. He had that tails haircut, mm. that Duck's ass haircut. <laughs> slicked back. <laughs> he would often get his comb out and comb it up. Yeah. I reckon this one, he gets a comb out. He's about to put in his hair. Fonzie style goes, I don't need it. Throws the comb away. And he never combs his hair ever again. That's so good. Oh, man. He's, he becomes a long hair. He becomes a long hair, man. Hectic, man. I can't wait for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull 2, whatever it, <laughs> whatever it's going to be called.
1: I think it's called Aliens of the Lost Ark. Wow. It has yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Temple of Doob. <laughs> 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 Mark Williams at the Temple of yeah, Doob. Temple of Doob. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Because the
1: sixties, the sixties is
0: the coolest. After the eighties, eighties is coolest. (laughs) Then sixties, sixties is also coolest.
1: Yeah, seventies definitely the coolest. Oh god, so cool, man! It's freaking cool. But nothing beats the nineties. That's the coolest.
0: Yeah, do you know who I think the king of cool is? Who? One of the guys in this movie. Who's that? This is a guy who is called Rodney Dangerfield.
1: Let's talk about Rodney. Rodney plays a a nouveau riche. Character in this film, and new he's, money, new money, new money. Who you you described him as sort of a Groucho Marx esque? He floats through the film. He has one liners that he cracks at everyone. At expense. everyone,
0: he's roasting turds in the whole movie everywhere. Yeah, I love the Groucho Marx archetype. It's a guy that is kind of they're not unlike a Deadpool, mm. where they are kind of aware that they're in a movie. They know <laughs> that they're making an audience laugh. They may not be making anyone in the scene laugh. Yeah, they're very clearly making an audience happy by making fun yeah. of everyone else. Roasting the turds. As Although
1: he is it. cracking people up in this movie. I mean, he can't not. Everyone so in the funny. movie who follows him just cracks up and then he'll often end scenes by making people start dancing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think that is a... Funny fucking use of Roddy Dengefield because at this point he's mainly known as a stand-up, right? This yep, is a movie this that breaks as a star. Mm. And I don't I I can't imagine him dancing <clears throat> until I saw this film. Yeah. I didn't think that would be part of his comedy shtick on stage as a comedian, right? Mm, is I don't it think known so. to be? No, and in this so. movie he dances so much so he gets bands to play more music and fun music and he <laughs> loves dancing around being crazy and weird dancing. And it is so funny. That's a genius little thought to go, this old fat guy will be so funny dancing. <laughs> and I, I love Rodney Dangerfield. I have a soft spot for him. I feel a lot of sorrow for him. I feel very sad for
1: Why him. Why do you feel sad
0: Well, for sadly, him? he did pass away. Tragically, Dangerfield we did no lose. no longer with us. And I think, did I lose him. think uh, the tragedy of Rodney Dangerfield is he lived all these years yeah. thinking that he wasn't getting any respect. Yeah. Yeah. He... He didn't think he was getting respect from anyone he used in the industry. He's to say, "I don't get no respect. I don't get no respect." That's what he's known for saying. And yeah. to me, that is a tragedy because little would he know that he would go on to become one of the most respected comedians of all time.
1: Yeah, I don't. I wish we could tell him now. You, you know, do get. respect I wish we could go back via some kind of time travel device or even a dream. Yeah, and then <laughs> and say to him, "What would you say to him if you could go back as a, in a dream?" Uh,
0: hey. hey.
1: Rodney, Yeah.
0: You get respect, huh? You get respect.
1: Yeah. You get
0: big respect, man. <laughs> <laughs> you get my respect. Oh, you get my respect, okay? Yeah. Boyakasha. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I would say that to him.
0: Yeah. You get plenty of respect, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think maybe his life would have been different? It would be different. He would probably still be alive today. Yeah. How did he die? I'm going to look it up. He uh he died of a broken heart from getting no respect, it says here. <laughs> I mean, it could have saved him. That's so sad.
0: It's so sad because I just can't understand how he thought that would be the case.
1: No. I he mean, was
0: a beloved fixture of the scene.
1: So much respect. I oh, I have so much respect for him now. I respect his stand-up. I respect his persona. I respect yes. his funny face. I respect the man behind all of that as well. The real man, Jack Cohen. That's his real name. Really? That's his real name? I thought it was Rodney
0: Dangerfield.
1: No, Rodney Dangerfield is in fact a character name. Really?
0: Well, I have respect for Mr. Cohen as well.
1: Yeah. The man behind Rodney. Yeah. Well the man we all respect.
0: Big respect to him. Hey. To Rodney. To Rodney, he's one. <laughs> Cameron,
1: you'd seen this movie before. You said you grew up with it a lot. What did you get? I was raised on this, <laughs> you this raised, movie. You were weaned on it? Yeah, I was weaned on this shit. I was raised on it. And what did you get about get out of watching it this time? Um, what did I get out of watching it this time? Well, i got to admit something to you. Uh, this time around, perhaps, was the first time I realised how horny this movie mm-hmm. is. Yeah. There is a large plot in this movie about a young girl whose name is Lacey Underwood or something who fucks uh, two of the lead characters. And she is the daughter of the judge. Daughter or the niece of the judge or something like that. She sleeps with Chevy Chase and with Danny Noonan. And I, for the first time, actually realized her character was a part of this movie. I don't think I'd ever paid attention to it before. She's like a part of the movie. I was always like, oh, yeah, this is the movie about Rodney Dangerfield walking around saying funny things. Roasting turds. um, Roasting turds and shit. But no, I, was, I realized this character has sort of a plot point apart from being the hot chick. Yeah. And that plot is... Actually, no, she's just the hot chick. She is
0: just the hot chick. <laughs> she's
1: the hot chick. But it's like kind of woke because she's like free-spirited. And yeah, she...
0: it's in her control.
1: Yeah, she decides who she wants to hook up with. And when she hooks up with Danny Noonan, he says something like, you know, you can still... I don't want you to feel like you have to stop seeing other people. Mm. And she laughs in his face because she's like, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm in charge. Yeah, newsflash, I know. Newsflash, I'm in charge of my life. Newsflash is the 70s, okay? Hello, knock, knock. What time is it? Who's there? 1979, but this will come out in 1980. Yeah, it will come out. So this is a different era. So
0: we are probably making this in the 70s. Maybe
1: we're crossing over to like January
0: 80s or something. Yeah, maybe it's
1: sort of in the 80s when this is being wrapped up in post-production or whatever
0: and sure like it does take maybe three or four years for a decade to really start yeah so technically we so are in the so the 70s. start
1: of the 80s will feel like the 70s for a little while yeah. but newsflash I'm an 80s woman yeah and this shit is in my control this is my time this is my shit <laughs> I'm in charge I'm the boss
0: Yeah There'll be a program coming out later in the decade Called Who's the Boss
1: And turns out it's all women It's the woman is the boss And Tony Dancer is the, the hell He's a fucking housekeeper <laughs> Of course he's not the fucking boss No he's the he's the man servant
0: He just works Yeah he works for her Tony Dancer will never be a fucking boss Okay
1: No way The only thing he's the boss of Is his own destiny
0: And he does control it with a mighty fist Yeah Because he was a boxer back in the old days.
1: So I think I noticed uh, that this is quite a sexual movie. I didn't really ever pay attention Mm. to that when I was younger. It is quite
0: horny. It's definitely (laughs) a horny flick. I think um, this movie as well, what it really surprised me on, I thought it was going to be a bit more of a broader, bawdy, sketch comedy film. Mm -hmm. But it's actually quite a nostalgic film. It feels more something in line with... Something like the original Bad News Bears song, Walter Matthau. Hey, yeah, you said that. What makes you think of it as that? Because a lot of it is from the perspective of young people, this movie. We, all, the, all the characters we've talked about so far have been the older characters. But Danny Noonan, played by Michael O'Keefe, is a young man who is uh, he wants to go to university or some shit. I don't even really remember what his story is. He's trying he's- to get a
1: scholarship uh, to... College, But he can potentially get it through a caddy scholarship Yeah,
0: which is unheard of <laughs> But he lives at home with like a million brothers and sisters And his mum and his dad And just like the movie starts there in a really weird way And kind of aligns you with him yeah. And it feels like a summer camp movie With all these other young caddies And it just feels like none of that is at all funny really It's all just kind of nice nostalgic feeling Like Americana
1: yeah, you actually uh, you compared it to Saturday Night Fever. Mm. I mean, I was thinking Saturday Night Live, but sure, Saturday Night Fever.
0: Both are important things.
1: Working class families, uh-huh. a young working class boy who aspires to be more than he is. Yeah. He wants to go to Harvard. Yes. Cannot afford it.
0: Harvard is the home of National Lampoon, the Harvard Lampoon. So
1: he really tries to change himself in order to become... One of the elite. One of the snobs. Yep. But one of the lessons he learns throughout this film is that he needs to be true to himself. He needs to be a slob. Wow. And he comes close, man. He gets a taste of the cherry. I mean, he gets to fuck that hot girl.
0: <laughs> that rich woman. Yeah. So he gets a little taste of that life. But in the end, I don't remember how the film ends.
1: The movie ends with uh, the judge yep. and, a, and a doctor challenge Rodney Dangerfield and Chevy to a golf tournament for some reason yes the winner gets eighty thousand dollars and ronnie dangerfield sucks at golf really so he subs in danny noonan yes and the judge says you can either play this tournament or you can i'll give you a scholarship but not both yeah and danny noonan says i choose to play the tournament wow and so he for forgoes The the scholarship in order to play alongside chevy chase and have a hell of a time and what happens they win
0: Congratulations to Chevy and Danny Noonan. Uh, that brings us to the end of our first episode of the Chevy Chasers oh, yeah. micro series, ladies and gentlemen. Horny babies, baby, horny babies. Chevy Chasers, thank you for joining us on another episode of Mike Check, the only podcast that goes through the entire filmography of SNL and its notable alumni. Maybe not the entire filmography, but notable filmography. Because we've had
1: a look at the list, and there's so much fucking stuff. There is it. so much but stuff. For the next two episodes, we're going to be doing Chevy Chasers, I think. And what other are the movies that we're going to be studying for Chevy look, Chasers? Look, there's a lot. There's so many, mm-hmm. but we've decided to narrow it down to three in total. Caddyshack being the first. Yeah. The next one we're going to dive into is a little movie called Fletch. Which is a movie that stars Chevy as a clear lead,
0: which I think is why we're going for that one. Yes,
1: it came out in 1986, and I have some theories about why it came to be Mm -hmm. and how it came to be in the wake of such films as 48 Hours and Beverly Hills Cop. Yep. Um, And then the next one after that is a true SNL film because it was written by Lorne Michaels himself. Mm, Yes, I'm writing a movie. Mm, Yes, I
0: also have a funny bone.
1: Yes, I can also write movies, screenplays, television shows, (laughs) million dollars, all sorts of things. Okay, Mm. yes.
0: What's your little kitty's name?
1: Throw me a freaking Chevy Chase here, okay? (laughs) The movie is, of course, The Three Amigos, Mm. which stars Chevy alongside notable SNL alum, Martin Short, and And frequent SNL host, Steve Martin.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. I've never seen that. I've never seen any of the Chevy Chase movies that we're discussing.
1: Oh, we're going to have fun.
0: And obviously, there's a big one that we have left out. Yes. We we have not put Vacation, National Lampoon's Vacation, in this bracket Mm. uh, because there's also a remake of that movie starring Ed Helms, and we'll be talking about that eventually, maybe alongside these films on the Total Reboot podcast with Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos. That's us, if you missed the start of the episode <laughs> where we introduced ourselves. Uh, that is another podcast we do where we compare and contrast reboots and remakes with their original movies. So you'll be hearing that on there fairly soon as well. Well, that wraps up this episode, really. And you can look forward to those episodes coming out very soon. If you want to keep in touch with us, you can talk to us on Twitter at Mike Check Pod. You can talk to me exclusively on Twitter at this is Alexi, <laughs> And I'm on Instagram, the same thing cameron
1: i'm on insta and twitter as at i am cameron james and fuck i love social media and i love to communicate with people
0: i do i love it too and ladies and gentlemen you heard this at the start of the episode but if you want a little bit of bonus content from us two boys you can head on over to patreon.com slash total reboot where we are putting out some little bonus content every two weeks it is a new podcast from us a spin-off podcast called total reboot riffs where we will be inventing and pitching our own rift reboots so if you subscribe to that patreon you'll get access to all of those little bonus contents we've got a five dollar tier that's a totalitarian level we've got a 690 tier that is the horny baby level which (laughs) does not get you anything extra
1: but thank you for doing that. Maybe as a little extra incentive, if you're paying the six ninety for that Patreon, if you give us five stars on iTunes and give us a uh, a movie you'd like to see rebooted, perhaps a horny movie you'd like to see rebooted, we can reboot riff that for you. Mm-hmm. And actually, let's why
0: don't we give a little shout out to those patrons at the six ninety horny baby level today on mic check. We have got quite a few. These are just a few that I want to give a shout out today on our first episode since we started the Patreon. I want to say a big horny hello to Carl G. Hello, Carl G. Carl G, you're a beautiful horny little bitch and thank you for helping us along the way our Mic Check journey. Stay hard, stay wet and stay cool. I want to say another big thank you to Patreon known as
1: JS. Hi, JS. Hope that stands for just sexy. (laughs) Because
0: it certainly does. Another big thank you and a big hello to the very horny Katie S.
1: Hi, Katie S, you minx. (laughs) Groovy, baby. (laughs) And another
0: big hello and a big kiss on the chicos to Lockie C.
1: Oh, lucky. Does C stand for uh, what I think it stands for? (laughs) Well, it's standing for me right now. The C C does stand. (laughs) And another big hello,
0: baby. Hello, horny to Sam S. Oh,
1: Sam S. S (laughs) Sexy. (laughs) Bailey S. Hello, baby. Bailey. Bailey, baby. Hi, thanks so much for being.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bailey, just to break character for a moment. Thank you so much. We appreciate your patronizing of thank us. Thank you so much. We really thanks appreciate patronising of us. You so much. Thank
1: you. It's an actual dream come true, so thank you so much.
0: And we I'm just gonna say a few more, Cameron. All right. Another big thank you to Jessa M.
1: Oh, Jessa, million dollars. <laughs> Another big thank you to Robert R. Robert, are you
0: horny? <laughs> yes I am. And another big hello, kiss, kiss, kiss to Rose W.
1: Rose, wow wah, wah, wee, wah.
0: That is a quote from Mr. Borat Sagdiev. <laughs> <laughs> and Rose, thank you so much. You were actually the first one to make a donation to us. Oh, really? Rose was? Rose was the first... Uh, patron of ours. So, Rose, thank you so much. You are the number one horny baby this week. <laughs> you did it. And all of others you others are, are the, also uh, the number ones. Rose,
1: you are the titular horny baby.
0: Thank you so much, guys. Um, so, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Reboot to join our secret club. And once we get enough, we're going to start a little secret Facebook group called the Total Reboot slash Mic Check Cinephile Registry where you will join us on Facebook and become a registered cinephile <laughs> where we'll be discussing all things cinema and Mike Myers related in that secret group. No one can find out from the outside world what we are talking about. It is purely confidential.
1: Uh, the only thing is you do have to go around your neighborhood yeah. and knock on doors and let people know you're a cinephile registry. I'm a cinephile. Yeah, I'm it's, a cinephile. It's I, can't help it. I, I love a movies.
0: Cinephile. I freaking love movies, okay? I've tried to wean myself on TV, but I don't like it. I love movies, the real stuff. It's been around longer than TV, and it'll be around longer once TV is gone.
1: Wow. That's awesome stuff. Thanks. So thank you so much for listening. We love you. We're really attracted to all of you. And <laughs> we hope. Really, we are. We really are attracted to all of you. So thank you so much. And we'll see you soon. Bye bye. It's my check, it's my check, the podcast.